This episode of the Mother Loving Future Show is brought to you by Amber Lestrange and Jenna Penrose with JMO 5000 Productions. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mother Loving Future Show. Show, show, show. <laughs> Was it Seinfeld that had that really yes. cool opening? Oh, I love that. I always tried to do that. Seinfeld's funny. I love Seinfeld. Welcome, guys. We're so happy to have you with us today. How are you going today, Jenna? I'm doing good today. Hot here in LA. Really hot. Summertime. And the living's easy. Hmm, Look at that. Two-person band. Yeah, I'm pretty good today, too. I just had some PG tips, and I am flying high, baby. A dip of the tip. Just a dip of the tip. Jenna, that's the dirtiest words that have ever come out of your mouth. Um, You're right. (laughs) Okay, let's get down to it. Today we are exploring a really magical, fun topic that once you get your head around, you can't help but see everywhere. Everywhere. It's called the magic of mirroring. Jenna, do you have a definition for us? I do. Since like vibrations attract like vibrations, we are attracted to and we experience what we are, whether that be positive or negative. It's a reflection of what we are. By observing our trigger points in close relationships, we can see a map mirrored back of where we are vibrating, where we are growing, and where we still need to heal. Wow. Do you experience the magic of mirroring much? I think I see reflected back to me where I'm vibrating. Yeah. Mm. But not where you need to grow. Um. Yeah, where I need to grow. Okay, good. Yeah. So do you use this as a tool in your life? Um, I would say I wouldn't necessarily have put it this way until we started to have conversations about it in these terms, but yeah. I use this tool daily. Mm-hmm. I use it, yeah, it's it's really been an incredible help for me to a self-development tool, a, a self-reflective tool to see what I need to improve, how I'm showing up. And it can be really confronting to, um, to observe that. I think the hardest part is to take responsibility. Mm, it's always, that's always the hardest part. It's much easier to say, oh, they're just being this and that. When but did you come to understand this whole concept? I started looking into it when I was going through my initial spiritual... Awakening. Awakening. <laughs> Enlightenment. Uh, Yeah, when I started delving into spirituality, so quite a few years ago at this point, Mm -hmm. but when I discovered it, it really resonated with me and I started seeing it everywhere and then it started becoming a really fun game to notice when I was in an experience of mirroring. It's usually hard in the moment to recognize it, for my experience anyway, but then when I walk away and reflect on the argument or the point of inspiration or the trigger or whatever it was that really left an impression on me, I started to see the magic of mirroring happening. And would do you have like a clear cut example in your life of this so we can define it further? Yeah. Um, well, 
In my experience, there is positive and negative magic of mirroring. Well, since we are usually both positive and negative beings, I mean, in general, as a human. Can't escape it. Can't escape it. Uh, Well, well, hopefully we can. If we just keep (laughs) moving forward on the spiritual The fifth dimension, right? Fifth dimension shouldn't be a problem there. (laughs) One way to get to the fifth dimension. Uh, I see this mostly in my life and all the time with Carrie. And so... Uh, positive and negative all the time. Mostly I'm dissecting the negative element of mirroring because that's what I'm stewing over most and trying to come to a conclusion with within myself to move beyond it. I love to step away from a breakdown and try and make the most of it and see where the breakthrough opportunity is. So with Carrie, um, I mean, I, I see it on the daily with Carrie and I see it a lot just with the world. So do you want to give me an example? A specific of, like, example. Give me any, to talk to me about negative mirroring. Maybe talk about that. Give an example. Then positive tell me about mirror. positive mirroring and give me an example okay. of that. So a negative mirroring experience with Carrie recently was um, I was going through a, um, a bit of a hard time emotionally, physically, and I had expectations for him to be a little more... Uh, open and soft and uh, like a caretaker for yeah, me. Yeah, take care of you in yeah. your time of need. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> Carrie lives his life in his head for most of the time and it's a very, um, it has to be an intentional action and effort to be in his heart and to relate to me from that space. Gotta get him to the fifth dimension. <laughs> That's right, drag him up drag with Drag him us. on the train. So in those moments where I am feeling like I'm needing to be held, I've come into this habit of withdrawing and moving away in hopes to protect myself from having real um, unrealistic expectations that he can't meet. So I found myself wanting to be held, but thinking it wasn't safe. So I observed myself withdrawing and pulling away, but I wanted him to be emotionally available and soft with me. So I noticed that um, there was this element of just subconsciously, it's almost like he was meeting me in that place energetically. He could read that I was slightly withdrawn. So you're withdrawing. So he became so withdrawn. He withdraws yes. as a mirror. Yeah. Almost, you could so say. he was mirroring that. And then that, that made me go, stop. I'm not getting something I want. What's going on? And I stepped away from the situation and um, moved more into my analytical space rather than reactive emotional space and said, wow, I'm wanting to be loved and taken care of and some softness, but I'm showing up as the opposite and Carrie's meeting me there. So actually he's mirroring me, which is not the result I want. Well, you originally withdrew because he was not being there for you in the first place. So, I mean, what came first, the chicken and the egg, you could go around and around, but it's not really about that. It's about breaking the pattern. (laughs) Yeah. It's using mirroring as a tool and you have to be able to take responsibility and it can be a positive taking responsibility and giving yourself a pat on the back and how far you've come and how great you are. Or it can be a negative, like, wow, I need some work. I need to do some work. So you took that as I need to do personal work on myself at being able to move towards my partner when I need love. And that's really hard for me. That's really hard. I'm a Leo, Leo, Leo who's stubborn and independent and gets when they get hurt, I I move away. Mm -hmm. So, But when I recognized that moment, I said, I'm more committed to getting love in this moment and feeling held than I am to creating distance and blaming him for not being there for Mm me. Mm -hmm. So I tried really hard to move towards him and just requested what I needed. And And then how did he respond? 
amazingly. Mm-hmm. And he, he mirrored it. He mirrored it. That's <laughs> it. He's brilliant at um, fulfilling on my requests. So mm-hmm. I just said, babe, I'm really feeling fragile right now. I just need you to be sensual and soft and open and loving with me. Can you be extra cute with me today? Nice. I'm feeling fragile. Extra cute. I like and that. And he said, of course I can. Of course, He's like, like I was love born it. to be extra cute. Yeah, all all men need is a little guidance. Yeah, so that's that's very good. So that kind of gave so us an positive. example of both negative and negative. Positive. Yeah, that's right. You flip the script. That's from right, baby. Negative to positive. What you gotta do. That's like a little rap rhyme. With that's got potential. Yeah, we, that we line. Are, we're gonna have to start a band. I think. Oh wait, I think someone are. That's already a like a thing. Okay, that's already a song. Well, we wouldn't want any copyright infringement. <laughs> that's right. So that is my little common experience with Carrie. I'm often sitting here going, "Oh, he's not quite showing." I'm I'm feeling like I'm wanting something for him. Am I being on my team right now? Am I giving that? And I am I giving that, or am I being the opposite of what I want? Because he's probably mirroring me subconsciously, and vice versa. So so. So that's why it's great what, to understand. Giving what you it. want to, yeah. to receive is interesting. Um, it's like if you want to get love in this world, be love in this world. Yeah. Right? Okay. So po- that's, yeah, go ahead. So a positive experience I have often are with my girlfriends, you, for example, I'll be with you and you will be displaying an attribute which I really admire and I think is very cool and inspiring, but I don't feel like I have enough of that in my life. So for instance, your capability of being a wordsmith, an incredible writer of words and devotion to love and being a vessel of love. And there are so many ways in which you inspire me, which I feel like I have more room to grow in. And so I admire those points, which attracts me to you and moves me towards you because there's a part of me that feels like I have that in me, but it may be a little more dormant Mm -hmm. and it being with you stokes that fire. fire. Mm -hmm. And so I naturally start to get inspired around that and move into that part of myself that I want to grow. So that's, that's positive mirroring. Beautiful. How about you? Yeah. I have the same thing, you know, like with you, with, um, with just qualities that I want to move into, like your ability to just like stand proud, speak your authentic voice and, and like, you know, just, being social and um, I don't know, all those things. I, I feel like the same thing you said, like they're in me, but I want to draw them out in myself and they're definitely attract me to you as a friend. Um, with the negative mirroring, um, yeah, I think it comes up with like, oh, Jenna busted. Naughty girl. <laughs> <laughs> My phone just rang. Um, and... Yeah, I guess I guess both too. I, I I must have examples of negative mirroring in my life. Can I think of one? Yeah. Can I share? Please. I, I know that with you're triggered quite a lot around a family member. Yes. And I feel like this is just my personal idea. You may have a different idea. Yeah, tell me. I feel that maybe there's a part of her that you recognize within yourself that you've either buried consciously or it's a subconscious part of yourself that when you see her being that way, you it triggers you and you push against it because it's a part of yourself that you don't want to stoke. I agree. You don't want to acknowledge. I do. And so like just to give specifics, like I believe you're talking about my mother. 
Maybe. And that one of the things that triggers her, me about her is that she's very sort of inauthentic. Like she kind of just tells you what she thinks you want to hear because she's a psychologist. So she sussed out what she thinks you want to hear. And then she's just going to tell you that, um, that triggers me. And so maybe there is a part of me that, because I am a people pleaser that would tend towards doing that. And so I need to, uh, that that's why it triggers me when I see her do it. And also your life mission is to exercise your throat chakra, mm. speak your truth, be authentic, and you're pushing against anything that's in the way of that. So there's probably an extra element of it scares you to recognize that part in yourself. Exactly. So, okay, well, that's a good one. Magic of mirroring. Okay, I have a little explanation of the magic of mirroring from a personal transformational blog called Spirit Full. Mm-hmm. Really cute um, name. Okay. With constant self-examination, self-honesty, and willingness to step outside of ourselves regularly, we can use this information of mirroring to help see ourselves more objectively and to bring to the surface obvious or repressed issues that we have previously buried. This is an opportunity to become conscious of our hidden beliefs, feelings, imbalanced behaviors, or shadow personality traits so that we can experience less suffering and conflict. The questions, unknowns, and things that we cannot quite figure out on our own are able to be solved by images revealed through us, through our connections with others. Nice. I really love the concept of utilizing our personal relationships and our environments, the world around us, as an opportunity to go deeper within ourselves. Mm-hmm. And to see our un- what is unconscious within us be displayed to us externally in a way that we can co- become conscious of. Use them for, yeah, use them for good. Heal what is broken or let go of what doesn't serve you or celebrate what's working. Mm -hmm. It's really fun. So let's talk about triggers because we've been talking about things that trigger us could be a negative mirroring situation. Um, Do you think all triggers are a mirroring situation? I don't think so. Mm -hmm. No, I I don't think so. How would we define trigger? I would, yeah. How would we define trigger? Well, I think we firstly have to decipher if the trigger is pushing on a part of ourselves that is hidden beneath the surface, something you're resisting within your own self, or if it's just simply you're against on a fundamental level, level. Mm -hmm. you're against what that trigger is about. And you could kind of take it as a test of like, whether this is something very specific to you. So if you have like five of your friends and five, four out of five of them are not going to be triggered by this Thing, but you specifically are, it probably is an indication that this is something within you that you're hiding or trying to repress. However, if like all five of you are like, oh, that's horrible. Trump, how could you do that? That's probably not mirroring something within yourself. It's just kind of something that's just, He's just generally horrible. <laughs> that's a really good, relatable example. Okay, <laughs> I think that's why not that you can relate much to this, but I think that's why community, living in community, being part of a larger community is so fundamentally valuable because there is an element of growth that's available in community when people are triggering you or inspiring you, which is 
um, it's easier to get into a, a reflective place when you are around community, in my experience. Well, I mean, I could also just, just to play devil's advocate, like I could say that you're less reflexive about, or like even reflective about yourself when you're in a community because you have a lot of chatter of like other people's ideas, other people's thoughts, other people's just talking and whatever. And that can drown out insight, you know, and that you're trying that's trying to come through from spirit as well. So it's give and take. Well, well maybe you need that element of the calm after the storm and sitting mm-hmm. back and having space in your life to digest conversations, yes, to yes. digest your reaction, yes. to ponder on the self-reflective element of like, why did that really piss me off? Or why yes. was I really inspired yes. by that? And I admire her so much for being so courageous. Hey, that's probably because I too can get there, but I just need to be around someone who's done it to give me permission to do it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think you definitely need, need both. You a need meditative, the silence, yeah. but it's also good to have a community. Yeah. So do you think that people who are close to you in your life are the only mirrors that we have? Or do you think the whole world could be a mirror for you? So the way that I understand it, the whole world is a mirror to you. And I don't know, you could totally disagree with me, but I think that, um, you know, because it's like, it's almost like our vibration, who we are is what we, the sum of our, all of our energies is our vibration, right? Mm-hmm. And that vibration is vibrating at a certain place. Now I see it as like, we are going to notice and vibrate with the things that are vibrating like us. So everything we are perceiving in our world and in our perception is actually a reflection of our vibration. Well, that kind of goes against your point about Trump. When when you said, you know, if you see someone torturing an animal or bombing villages or whatever it may be, you notice that, but that's not a vibration of your But I can know self. I notice that and I say and like I don't notice it as like well, there's things that you can't you can't deny something that's in your face. It's like it's not like you're gonna not if someone crashes a car in front of you, regardless of your vibration, like you're gonna see it because it happened right in front of your eyes, you know? Yeah. So it's I guess, but it's like what what would be your vibration in that is how you perceive it. Because I perceive Trump a lot differently than other people perceive Trump. Because what I how I perceive him and his crazy behavior. Um, and of course there's some policies which are just like generally horrible. He's an activator. But I see him as an activator. I see him as we're moving to the revolution of consciousness because of this. Like every horrible thing he does, I'm like, yes, shake it up, break Mm -hmm. it up. Let's move, like crack down the old Mm. paradigm. He's a call for the light to rise, to balance things out. And that's how I perceive him. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? But if I didn't believe in the revolution of consciousness so much and that it's imminent, it's happening, like I might perceive it differently, Mm. you know? Yeah, it's all in your perception. Mm. Everything's in your perception, mm-hmm. your entire reality, mm-hmm. and therefore your reaction is in perception. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just on the Trump note, we won't go too much into politics because I know that's dangerous. Not dinner table conversation. And also not all of our listeners are American. Yeah, exactly. So they may not get it. Although Every, I don't, you Trump have to be living under world. a rock yeah, to yeah. not get the whole Trump issue. Um, I think that Trump, just to close that point up, is brilliant in the way where he's representing the shadow side of humanity Mm -hmm. and he is bringing to surface, Mm -hmm. to light, the things that we need to rise up to 
to fight against totally and to heal as a human as humanity yes and he's doing it in such a just a blaringly obvious way that it's really activating people mm. in a way that someone who is doing it in a more sneaky way also would never it's, have. it's relatable because he's the president now of united states it affects people in america Totes. and people and freak abroad. out if he's representing them incorrectly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know they have to find a voice otherwise there's going to be major consequences. Totally. And so people are getting motivated. Armies yeah. are being like raised because of this. It's, you know? great. it's great. And I think something that extreme needed to happen in Totes. order for people to find their voice and be like, I'm not rolling over letting this happen. Totes. Totally. A hundred percent. It's so, really exciting. Yeah, it is. Exci- revolution. I know. Revolution. Yeah. On your point of the law of attraction, I agree. I think that everything in our world can serve as a mirror with your eyes wide open and you understand this theory and you can know how to decipher the information coming at you. So based on the law of attraction, I think everything gravitating towards us can be an opportunity to awaken something within us and move towards something great or to heal something that you've buried. So give me an example, Jenna, of the latest mirror realization you've had out in the world. Oh, man. Maybe you'd be better at this. Okay. Um, hmm. Okay. In the, so on driving to your house, there's an intersection which is notorious for homeless people to hang out on that intersection and to ask for money. And the car in front of me, the homeless person went to that car and tapped on their window with their sign. And the car in front of me handed them a dollar bill. And in that moment, I translated that exchange as open-hearted, just feeling for humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being um, open and giving and gracious. Generous. And, yeah, what a generous have. heart. And in that... Jesus would be so the, proud. Jenna read the Bible last night. I read the New Testament yesterday. Pumped today. This is awesome. <laughs> Which, by the way, is, is supporting me to read the Bible. So that's another See, element you of... Yeah, you're mirroring something, a curiosity that I have around the Bible as well. So I love the so Bible. So I saw this person hand this person dollar bill and I said, yes, of course. What how that's why would I not do that it's almost like he was stoking something I have within me but that I hadn't quite exercised today or I hadn't give myself permission to do today and when he did it I'm like yeah of course I'm gonna find a damn dollar to give to that person I'm gonna give him two and so just in a moment like that I guess we have to decipher what's the difference between inspiration and mirroring but I think that it's kind of a fine line it's almost like I want to be more generous and more in touch with my humanitarian side. So he was just inspiring me to access what I already have within me. I think inspiration is always that way. You know, because we're inspired by someone who has what we have, but they're just fully maximizing it, I think. So what is the difference then between mirroring and inspiring? Semantics, words. I guess there's the negative element as well to mirroring, which Mm -hmm. isn't related to inspiration at all. That's a good point. Which is all about triggers. Mm -hmm. I think it's really fun to look at your social circles because I have such a wide friendship circle. Uh, It's really fun for me to get into social situations and just observe the dynamics in that circle. You have a group of 10 girls at a table and I promise you, everyone has their own experience going on in their head. Someone feels left out, someone feels judged, someone feels 
not cool enough, whatever. There's always some, some individual experience, which I can subtly energetically read, but isn't usually vocalized. And in those moments, when I get triggered in my social circles, I love to take the opportunity to say, okay, this isn't really about them. They're just in, they're highlighting something within myself that I need to face and look at and heal or move into. What is it? Otherwise, I don't want to be a victim of continually being triggered. And that person shouldn't get the brunt of my insecurities or whatever is being triggered. Totally. So it's really fun to get this and then to start exercising it in group situations or with your partner. So where do you and I marry each other, do you think? I feel like we kind of push ourselves up, push each other up a ladder (laughs) um, where we're kind of activating each other like on the daily basis with things like, you know, just a conversation with you could activate something in me and then it could also activate something in you and it's just kind of like we're... Mm. We're kind of like just pushing ourselves up. I feel like that is the brilliance of being in this, um, a dynamic of duality, the yin and yang Mm -hmm. relationship where you and I are so different on so many levels. Like the same shape, but completely opposite. (laughs) But we are joint together on a fundamental mission Mm. and heart path. So in that, there's so much room for inspiration for me to move into parts of you that I admire, that I know I have, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like you can use the magic of mirroring to move towards a whole version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yep. It's really fun. Oh, I need some of the, that warriorness from you. So, do you think there are any other reasons why understanding this concept is important? Well, as you mentioned, it's a great tool for self-reflection, for healing yourself, because Mm -hmm. it really externalizes unconscious internal things um, in a way that you could see them. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I think that in relationships, it can be brilliant. I think that it allows me, it forces me into taking responsibility for things that are going on in my um, love relationship. And a lot of the time it's got me inspired to take responsibility, ask for what I want and be what I want in a relationship. Be the change you want to see in the world. That's it. It's not going to serve me if I'm feeling distant from Carrie. And so therefore I just continue to withdraw. If I want to be close, I have to take responsibility for creating for creating an opportunity for him to meet me where I want him to meet me, which is open, close, loving, and comforted. Totally. So, so to me, it just comes back to just break down any barriers within yourself, which is preventing you from being what you want to see. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I love that. Is there anything else on this topic? How to utilize understanding. How how can you catch yourself in a negative mirroring situation? Because I know you're very good at catching yourself in those situations and then like being able to be metacognitive and, you know, Well, unfortunately, I usually don't catch myself when I'm in the mix, in the middle of the, the trigger. So triggers are usually a red flag that I'm being... Um, that this person is mirroring an element of myself that I, uh, I've buried so deep because I don't like it. 
uh, or they're mirroring something that I wish to move into. So maybe they're triggering some type of jealousy or usually it's inspiration. So I would look for triggers. Trigger, And remember we discussed the difference between just plain old triggers and then mirror triggers. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would look for triggers and as I said before, in the heat of the moment, I'm not very good at applying this strategy of watching the mirrors, but I always take a beat by myself and set aside time to process what has happened and to try put on the other person's shoes and understand their perspective and look for places I can take responsibility. And in that moment of understanding where they were coming from, where I was coming from, asking myself, I literally sit there and ask myself, once I've looked honestly at the situation, where, what is this person mirroring to me? What do I need to move into to create more harmony and balance in my life? So kind of what I heard is just if, if you have a negative exchange with a, you know, your partner or close friend and family member, um, instead of being like mad at them, actually, when you take a beat and step back, think, what am I doing? How is this mirroring something within myself that I need to work on? Yeah. Beautiful. There's no other way to do it. Otherwise you just become a victim to circumstances and other people's stuff. And everything is an opportunity to go deeper within yourself and move closer towards the person you want to be. Get as empowered as possible. I completely agree. Okay, great. I have to say, I, I understand this topic a lot better after this pod, like just talking to you on this podcast. Yeah. Even going into it, I was like a little unsure, but now I feel like actually great. I understand it really it's well. It's going to be really fun the next week, just applying it to your lens yeah. that you see live and just note how many times you get mirrored and what the message is spirit's trying to communicate with you. Totally. Well, does that segue to a challenge for our listeners? It sure does. So. <laughs> smooth segue. Okay. So invitation for our listeners. If you're interested in exploring the magic of mirroring, write down three trigger points that you feel from your partner, best friends or parents or the world around you. Look deeper into these trigger points. See how they are mirroring your unconscious state of being. Look at mirrors as a magic twin that is sent to help and heal you and dive you deeper into your growth. Wonderful. And let us know. Let us know. I everything. always love hearing other people's take. Let us know if you have a different spin on this topic because this is just our experience and our little um, idea on it. But send us your idea and let us know if you've taken on this challenge and what your results are. Go forth. <laughs> Be conscious good and luck. mindful and good, good luck. Good luck, sir. <laughs> And thank you so much for being with us today on this short and sweet. Was it short? I think it was about half half an hour. Okay. Yeah. A little bit short and sweet. Thank you for being with us today. We hope you enjoyed it. And we're really looking forward to having you with us next time. If you don't already, you should be following us on Instagram. Do it. (laughs) It's a good place just to keep updated with podcasts and blog entries and what Jen and I are up to and little snippets of our mission here and there on our Insta story. And just also a good way for us to personally connect with you, you know, because when you're commenting on our Instagram photos, like we are 
seeing that, we are commenting back. Like it is an exchange. You're part of the conversation. Yeah. We're legitimately, intentionally trying to build a community with you. We are calling in all of the people who are on this same path. We Mm -hmm. need as many as possible. Mm -hmm. We really believe power in numbers Mm -hmm. and come on in. The doors are open. So connect with us, get to know us, reach out to us. We're here for you and we wouldn't be here without you. So bring it on in. Okay. Lots of love and we'll have you with us next week. Bye-bye. Visit our website, themotherlovingfuture.com for more information. And please leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you like what you hear. We read every single review and comment and we are so grateful for your support. See you next week.